I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to The Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, financial specialist Kevin Connolly explains agricultural measures in Budget 2021, how it affects your pocket, and insight into the extension and continuation to tax reliefs and schemes that can be of benefit to dairy farmers. The fair assessment would be it's it's reasonably neutral as was last year's budget. I think um, the budget was framed very much as a as a Brexit COVID um, tackling budget, if you like. Um, so the the vast majority of the I think it was a 17 and a half billion. Uh, it was labelled as a giveaway. Uh, you know, most of that was to create contingencies uh, around those two major uh, events and how they might impact the economy in general uh, and obviously knock-on effects on agriculture. Um, but you know, there were a number of 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 I suppose significant enough uh, issues that uh, related to agriculture that, that people were watching out for uh, and some of those were, were addressed by the minister in his budget speech. And just to get into specifics, there's been some changes to income tax, Kevin. Can you give us some insight into this and how this will affect dairy farmers? Yeah, um, well, the changes have been minor enough, Emma Louise. Uh, the, the, over the last two years, the, 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 there hasn't been any major shifts in, uh, in income tax as regards rates and vans, and this year was no different. There was no change in the, in the two tax rates, so the 20% and the, and the 40% stay as is. The bans, the income tax bans were left as is. Um, the, there were uh, uh, some minor changes made to some of the credits. One of the credits uh, that, that impacts uh, farming, uh, farmers as, as self-employed individuals is the, is the earned income tax credit. Uh, and that increased uh, by 150 euro from 1500 to 1650 euro, uh, and that uh, was something that has been flagged over the last number of years. The intention always was to, to to put that on a par with with the credit that is given to PAYE workers. So they've achieved that now at this stage. 1650 uh, gives gives the parity with with the PAYE credit. Um, and the only other uh, credit that was was touched in any significant way was that was the dependent relative credit, which which lifted from seventy euro to two hundred and forty five euro. And th- those credits, I suppose, are significant enough in terms of their their impact in that they're a direct deduction off the the final tax bill for for an individual. Um, so um, it, it, they're they're a useful enough um, thing to, to 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 see an improvement in. Um, the one other, I suppose income tax related tax if you like is is the universal social charge and that was tweaked a small bit there was an increase in in, in one of the middle bands there the two percent band it was it was uh, raised uh, by 200 203 euro i think um so that again will have a minor and minor uh, impact uh, in a positive way on, on on income tax bills and speaking of uh, positive impacts on farmers' income, there was an increase in the flat rate farmer VAT, and this has increased from 5.4% to 5.6%. Now, when we hear of increase in VAT rates, we often associate it with being negative, but this is a positive. Can you explain exactly what that means and the impact for farmers? Yeah, exactly as you described. Sometimes when you when you hear any any tax rate going up, it's it's normally seen as a bad thing. But this is actually of benefit to farmers. Um, the flat rate uh, uh, VAT uh, 
for farmers is basically a top up on all their sales. So whenever a farmer sells product, uh, so take, for example, a dairy farmer selling milk to a processor. And if that farmer is non-VAT registered, so he's not registered for VAT, um, the, the flat rate addition uh, is, is added on by the processor. Uh, so it's that what was 5.4% of an addition pre the budget is now going to be 5.6% actually from, from the 1st of January. It kicks in 1st of January 2021. Uh, and that uh, will, be, will be an additional 0.2% of a, of a top up on, on every um, euro of sales basically that that, that that farmer makes. And what that's supposed to do is it's supposed to compensate a non-VAT registered farmer for the fact that he or she can't claim back any of the VAT that they've actually incurred on on buying um, uh, inputs for the farm that, that have a VAT component to them. Now, most of the, the major purchases that a farmer would, would be taking on in terms of feed and fertilizer are zero VAT rated, but you know something like sprays and so on, where there would be a VAT element, um, this, uh, and if, if a non-VAT registered farmer uh, buys sprays, he can't claim back the VAT. This, this VAT rate, flat rate addition in the VAT, this 5.6% from the 1st of January next, supposed to partly compensate him for that so as we say this this flat rate uh, fat is is having a positive impact on farmer income from the 1st of january 21 then looking to another aspect of vat the higher rate of vat that we pay for products uh, the 23% that's also decreasing so that's decreasing by 2% you know what sort of impact will that have like what sort of products will that affect in, in terms of what we would see dairy farmers purchasing yeah, well, that that two percent drop in the VAT rate from twenty three to twenty one actually came in last September as a as a response. I think mainly to 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 the COVID, the impact of 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 COVID nineteen on on the economy, uh, and it was um, I think it it had an expiry date of around February of of next year. And um, now it, it's it's hard to know whether it, it will, you know, whether the plan is still to 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 just maintain that. Uh, 21% until February or whether it's going to go back up again to 23 but the type of products again just as I said before something like sprays uh, you know tools and so on that a farmer would buy um, small items that, that would be bought uh, for, for the farm would be subject to that 23 or 21% rate as it is now um, so any any reduction in, in, in the VAT that's supplied on inputs uh, you know, will have some uh, Im- impact on, on a reduced purchase price for, 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 for farmers that are incurring those costs. And looking then and turning our attention to schemes and reliefs um, that farmers can avail of, I, I guess, you know, a lot of them, there's no change and there's a continuation, but there, there, were, there were some that were due to expire um, at the end of this year that have indeed um, been continued. One of those would be the consanguinity tax. Can you give us some information, explain what exactly that means for farmers? Yeah, the the, the consanguinity uh, relief uh, was it was uh, a relief that was targeted at the stamp duty, uh, and stamp duty is is uh, as as most of your listeners will know is 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 a is a tax if you like on on land purchase uh, mainly, um, and the stamp duty rate at the moment on on purchases of land is 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 at seven and a half percent. It went up in last year's budget from six to seven and a half. 
so it's you know it's quite a significant uh, tax and it's it's levied on the on the purchase price of of land and what consanguinity relief uh, does is that it um it helps uh, relieve or cut down that 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 stamp duty uh cost if you like or tax where land is being transferred between related parties so between you know father and son uh parent to children parents to or you know uh, uncles to, to nephews those kind of transfers uh, where there's a blood relative involved uh, or blood relation between the two parties um, consanguinity relief can come in there and reduce the, the effective stamp duty rate on that transfer because the stamp duty affects not only purchases it also affects uh, lifetime transfers between parties of, of land so it will effectively reduce the the the, um, the rate of stamp duty from seven and a half percent to one percent so that's a significant saving um, now that consanguinity relief has been in place for a number of years but it was due to expire at the end of this year and there was quite a bit of of nervousness and speculation that perhaps it mightn't be renewed uh, and that would be a significant blow to to, to farmers that uh, that you know particularly say new entrants that were uh, that were expecting to um to have land transferred to them to, you know, to be hit with a a, a stamp duty bill of seven and a half percent could be a major major draw on on cash flow in the early stages of their farming career so uh, thankfully, that consanguinity relief was uh, further extended until the end of 2023. Um, but just by way of a little health warning, if you like, over that relief, uh, while it wasn't mentioned in the budget, it was kind of buried in, in, in some of the supplementary documentation around the budget, uh, there, there is a, a plan to review uh, consanguinity relief uh, during the coming year with uh, a possibility that a, an upper age limit will be imposed on the age of the transfer or uh, you know uh, who, who's party to the transfer uh, of 67 and um, now that was in place back a number of years ago and it was it was um, it was removed but there, there, there seems to be uh, an appetite there to maybe relook at that again so again for, for for people out there that are that are speculating around uh, completing a transfer in the next uh, year or so they should keep that in mind and, and keep an eye on the, on the press to see exactly what happens with that rate possibly there won't be any major change in it i think until budget of next year and looking then to other reliefs and taxes you know we have our stock relief um you know there's also you know schemes like the f- uh, farm consolidation we've capital acquisitions and capital gains tax any major changes there or all in order uh, as standard from last year kevin pretty standard em louise no major change in the in the um, the two other capital taxes as 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 they're as they're called the, the capital acquisitions tax which affects gifts and inheritances um there was no change in 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 either the rate which stays at 33% or the tax free thresholds um there was a bit of a lift in the tax-free threshold for uh, parent to child last year, but nothing was done this year. There was a little bit of speculation that that those thresholds would be further increased, um, but there was no changes made to either the rate of the thresholds of capital acquisitions tax. Uh, and in relation to capital gains tax, um, no significant changes there. Uh, the rate stays at 33%. Uh, there was a minor um, change to, to the operation of um, capital gains tax entrepreneurial relief. Um, but no, nothing major. Um, one of the, I suppose, other taxes that that kind of crosses over there between capital gains and stamp duty uh, is uh, consolidation relief, farm consolidation relief. Um, now that uh, 
has a has a kind of a partner tax on the on the on the capital gains tax side. There's capital gains tax restructuring relief, and then stamp duty consolidation relief. And they the, both of those reliefs look at the same type of transaction where a farmer is is looking to consolidate his his or her holding by getting rid of parcels of land that are further away from the main holding and replacing them with with parcels that are closer to the main holding, thereby reducing uh, the distance between parcels and um, there was no change to either of those uh, reliefs either the capital gains tax restructuring um, relief or the, the stamp duty consolidation relief the only uh, change if you like was that consolidation stamp duty consolidation relief was due again to expire uh, at the end of this year and it's been further extended to the end of 2022 and that expiry date brings it in line with the expiry date that's already in place for, for the capital gains tax restructuring relief. So because they work in tandem, I, I, you know, it made sense to have them have them finishing at the same at the same time um, so that they can be hopefully renewed at the same time because they're 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 quite useful um reliefs to have in place for again for farmers that are restructuring their holdings. And looking at that restructuring and consolidation that you talk about, Kevin, you know, what is the process there? I know that there's, you know, there are some steps involved in order to achieve that and, and avail of the um, the relief for farm consolidation. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the, the terms and conditions are set down by the Department of Finance uh, and, and in conjunction with the Department of Agriculture. Um, you know, there's a set of terms and conditions there, and the terms and conditions document I would expect will be updated um, in, in the next number of weeks. Um, and uh, I, I suppose the, the conditions around it really are that you, you have to have a reduction distance between parcels, and that the sale and the purchase have to take place within a 24 month period of each other um, as well. So there's a time limit there between. You know, disposing of, of 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 a parcel of land and and reinvesting in a, in a, in another suitable parcel. Um, I suppose ourselves in Chagas are involved in 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 certifying that the transaction meets the terms and conditions around uh, distance uh, reduction and so on. And um, so we have to issue a certificate and and to do that, applicants do have to submit um, maps of their holding showing you know parcels of land that they're getting rid of and the parcels of land that they're that they're replacing um uh, those with so that we can see that there's a that there's a that it complies with the conditions um but the, i mean the, the actual reliefs are are, are useful uh, it, you know while it does take a little bit of work by uh, the applicant to gather together that information between themselves and, and usually their solicitors involved the savings in terms of tax in terms of capital gains tax and in terms of stamp duty, normally makes it well worth our while in doing that. And looking then to another good news story from a dairy perspective, there's been an extension to TAMS grant, which will have a positive impact on investment on dairy farms. Can you give us more information on this, Kevin? Yeah, uh, I mean, again, that's one of the one of the areas that I suppose everybody in the farming um, sector looks uh, to on budget day just to make sure that the funding for some of these schemes is is maintained or continued or hopefully maybe even increased and you know there was a little bit of worry around some of these schemes particularly where uh, we are in relation to cap where the cap renegotiation process is, is you know is is, is kind of stalled uh, at this stage because a number of different factors and, and you know COVID-19 is one of them um, but uh, thankfully, in the budget, um, the uh, the Minister for Agriculture came out uh, with a press release just re 
emphasizing that it was his intention to to maintain the TAM. So there's I think there's 80 million there to to uh, has been uh, ring fenced to 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 look after um, you know existing TAMS applications and and also to allow for maybe uh, further funding um, and some of the other schemes have also been been funded um, you know again uh, to, to to carry over that period between the old cap and and, and the new cap agreement. Um, some of the um, environmental measures have also been kind of uh, emphasized as well as uh, there was a lot of speculation around a new reps type scheme uh, and while a, a new scheme in itself wasn't wasn't announced or hasn't been announced yet there's an intention there to to set up a pilot uh, program for a, a, a reps type scheme with with funding for that uh, and some of the carbon tax related um, taxes that, that were uh, increased in the budget have been, again, ring-fenced for some of those. And, and I guess, you know, from a TAMS perspective, like that, again, as we say, has a positive impact, particularly from a dairy perspective where people are investing in milking facilities, you know, sheds, and also looking at other things like retrofitting uh, slurry tanks or buying new slurry tanks with the low emission slurry spreading. You know, they're, they're some of the key technologies that farmers will will use those grants for. You mentioned the, the um, agri-environmental type schemes, and we see there's a continuation in, in things like loss and also then money ring fenced for uh, reps and, and the organic schemes. And I guess this is probably a clear indication of the commitment of the government and the Department of Agriculture uh, to the environment. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, uh, and particularly, uh, you know, with the with the Greens there in government now, they're, they're quite uh, obviously keen on, on, on getting um the organic sector boosted and and some of these um, environmental related measures funded to be able to encourage farmers to, to look at those options seriously. And I, I know the information is fairly sketchy um, at this point, but there is some money set aside for calf weighing for dairy calf, um, dairy calves, dairy calf to beef. Um, you know, have you any more insight uh, than I suppose just the, the, the headline on that, Kevin? <laughs> Um, not an awful lot, um, Emma Louise. I think uh, the the figure there of ten million is has been earmarked for for this halfway in scheme. I think it's it's going to be diverted or targeted at at beef farmers that are that are taking um, dairy bred calves uh, to to rear. So there'll, there'll be some kind of an incentive there or or um, um, funding there to 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 assist them maybe from the point of view of setting up their facilities or uh, you know actually uh, rewarding them for for taking on these calves so it'll be it'll be diverted to, to i think towards the rear um but i mean that'll have knock-on effects through the through the through the system as well and in 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 the dairy farmer that's selling those calves on if, if you know if, if, if the rearers are there and incentivized to take on those calves and and then looking to carbon tax and, and and you've briefly mentioned this and I guess the uh, the increase in carbon tax covers a multitude um you know it's it's going to affect every aspect of I guess the fossil fuels that we're using um you know could you give us insight into how you expect this will impact on farmers. Yeah, well, I suppose the carbon tax uh, took a number of different forms. And again, this was well flagged in, in the budget well in advance that there was going to be significant moves on, on carbon tax. Um, I mean, uh, the most immediate one that, that kicked in on the night of the budget actually was 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 the, the increase 
in in the cost of a ton of carbon uh, up to 33.50 a ton and uh, that put an extra two and a half cent i think on a on a litre of diesel and two cent on a, on a litre of petrol um, and that went that's i think came in on, on midnight on, on budget on budget day so um you know the, the, those uh, carbon tax impacts on fuel and it's it's only going to go the one way over the next i think there's an intention there uh, the the current rating per ton is 33.50 a ton after that increase and the intention is to push it further uh, upwards over the next number of budgets so it's 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 only going to start to, to to continue to increase now there is a rebate scheme in place there for um for farmers that are buying green diesel obviously to run uh, farm machinery um, and uh, you know that that presumably will 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 still be in place for 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 this increase um but the other, I suppose, the other angles around carbon um, um, impacts of, of of carbon on this budget were were flagged as regards the VRT changes and motor tax changes, and there's been um, you know there's going to be major a major overhaul over the, on the VRT system, the vehicle registration tax system, uh, to to I suppose have more heavily penalise uh, cars that are seen as as, as more pollutant uh, and and to to uh, reduce the vrt element on uh, electric and uh, you know hybrid cars uh, to try and encourage the, the, the people to, to to look at those as, as serious options and uh, also uh, in relation to motor tax i think the minister in his speech talked about a new motor tax table as, uh, as well in terms of the ratings uh, that we'd be paying for our annual motor tax in our cars and that'll be more closely connected with 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 the new emissions targets and I guess, as you say, from a carbon tax perspective, it's only going one way and that's that it is increasing. Um, but I suppose to take note from a, a green diesel perspective, there is a rebate scheme in place um, that is expected to continue. But I, I guess that those things will be ironed out before um, the finance bill. I suppose finally, then something that you mentioned at the outset in relation to the the overall budget is that there is a conting- contingency or, you know, a recovery fund, you um, you know, to protect the the overall Irish economy um, based on the type of Brexit we're going to have and particularly if there's a no-deal Brexit and also, um, I guess, you know, from protecting the economy against COVID and depending on how, how long it's going to to continue. I suppose, where is farming and agriculture on the agenda within that recovery fund? Do you see that? Is there much um, ring-fenced for farming? Not, not that I've seen in anything I, I've seen in the literature so far uh, relating to the budget. I mean, Louise, uh, it just mentioned the fact that they're, you know, the, the, the I think it's a three point four billion uh, recovery fund, um, and it's it's kind of a contingency that's that's sitting there, uh, if and when we need it, um, um, and you know, it, it'll all very much depend on the way the the Brexit negotiations go over the next weeks and months uh, as to you know where where that will be diverted to and how it will be it will be drawn down um you know I, I think because agriculture and and the fisheries industry are so vulnerable to a no deal Brexit uh, you know it's it's a fair assumption I think to, to to make that you know a good share of that would should be and would be diverted uh, towards the industry how that's going to be fed down to to primary agriculture to farmer level. It, it's very difficult to say at this stage.
And I guess, look, we are extremely vulnerable, um, you know, not not alone within the dairy sector, I suppose. We're not as badly um, affected um, as, say, the likes of the beef sector. But at the same time, you know, a lot of product is going across the water to the UK and we are taking cognizance of that. Um, thank you, Kevin. I think we've got a clear picture um, of the effects of the, the recent budget in terms of how it's going to affect our pockets. Thank you. Thank you very much, Emma-Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Kevin Connolly for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.